0: to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 270. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you all survived March Madness and have uh, recuperated enough from the excitement to listen to this podcast. I know I have. It's March. The sun is shining, at least when I'm recording this. could be snowing by the time you're hearing it. It's really hard to say in the world today, but I have chosen to use this sunny day to stay inside and play a truly frustrating game, and then talk to you guys about it, and read you a story. Because that's how much I love you. But we'll get to that in a minute. I got an email from Patreon supporter Jose Cazeta. Hi Jose. He was commenting on Solar Fox, episode 269. He wrote, that looks like a fun game. I've owned it for around eight years, but I've never played it. I think I'll dig it out of storage, or at least play it on an emulator. Thanks. Thank you, Jose, for reaching out. Solar Fox was fun. I actually had a good time with it. I would encourage you, if you haven't already, dig that thing out and give it a shot. And then, of course, let us know what you thought of it. Thanks again for writing in. Okay, so before we get on with the uh, weirdness that is this podcast, I wanted to share one more message I got from a listener. Jason Schiffman reached out to me recently, and he wrote, Greetings, I'm a fan of the show Living in New Jersey and definitely a retro games definitely a Retro Games fan, I think it's supposed to say, uh, with about eight systems in my collection. That's impressive, Jason. Well done. I enjoy you and the family, but I do have one complaint. I think the Trump bashing, uh, capitalized Trump bashing, was a little rough to listen to, especially since there's plenty of chaos going on now and you are strangely silent. Um, Jason, I'm a little confused. You started out saying you thought I was Trump bashing, but then you think I'm strangely silent. Anyway, let me finish his comment. Keep in mind the a large segment of society has conservative beliefs, and railing against president is a major turnoff. Ultimately, it's your show, and obviously do what you want, but it sucks for Atari fans who don't share your politics. I'm sticking with the show because I liked what you do. I just respectfully asked you to consider that perhaps one out of three people are going to not feel as good about an otherwise excellent show. I, I also respect your opinion, Jason, and in fact, I responded to him. Uh, that I was grateful. He was keeping with the show. I'm a little hampered because I don't know exactly what he's referring to. And that's not an invitation, by the way, to write in again and say, well, you said this one thing on this one episode, and I didn't like that. I'm not interested in revisiting any of that. That said, I'm sure I have mentioned Trump on the show. Uh, I am also sure, frankly, that there have been weeks when things were going on where I felt like talking more about Trump than I actually did. But as you pointed out, I mean, this is an Atari podcast. You know, this is a show where I talk about 40-year-old video games, and then I, I present to you an original short story. That's it. That's the show. That said, I, like everybody listening, I have thoughts and opinions about things, and I do this show every week, and it's kind of like inviting you guys into my home to hang out with me for 30, 40 minutes. And some weeks, there are things I'm thinking about other than video games. And sometimes I feel like mentioning those. Again, I don't know exactly what I said. That turned you off at the risk of offending, because that's not the point of the show. I, I see comments like that, not, not about this show particularly, but on other things. It seems to be situations where people are unhappy. Both sides of the political spectrum are unhappy when someone makes a comment about their guy. But if you make a comment about the other guy then it's hilarious. So if I was making comments about Biden, the conservatives who get mad about me making comments about Trump would eat it up. It'd be hilarious. Um, Or they would agree, or whatever it was. Jason, I'm not saying that's you, but the bottom line is, I don't know what I said. I know I don't talk about Trump or politics very much on the podcast. I don't walk around in my normal life being particularly uh, aggressively ideological. I am on the liberal end of things, but I'm not running around looking to pit fights with people either. So I'm going to continue to do the show that I do. Once in a while, a political comment is going to come out. I'm not going to stop saying things that I think, nor do I think anyone should who has a podcast or who lives in the world, frankly. If you have an opinion, you should be able to express it. So I don't know if that satisfies you, Jason. I hope that you stick with the show. You said you would. I hope you follow through with that. As far as Atari fans who don't share my politics, I, I'm sure there are. Uh, I'm sure I listen to plenty of podcasts myself where I don't agree with the politics of the uh, other listeners or the host. But if you're coming here looking for looking for someone to uh, back you up in your political beliefs, you're not going to find it because uh, simply because I don't I don't talk that much about politics, and when I do, it's about a specific issue, uh, and then th- that's it. I make the comment, and I move on. All right, well, I hope uh, Jason and anyone else, like you, who share your political persuasions and, and don't share mine, such as it is on the show, keep listening. Thanks. All right, if anyone else has any thoughts about anything, reach out to me in one of the various ways you can do that that we'll talk about at the end of the show. I'd
1: like to buy the world a home And furnish it with love Grow up on trees and I'd like to teach the world to sing, thing with me.
0: This week's game is Quadrun. 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 Quadrun from Atari, 1983. This game, as I understand it, was an Atari Club exclusive, available only by mail order. Although something I read said that maybe you could buy it in the stores sometime after that. Not sure about that. The first game, apparently, according to Wikipedia, which, as we all know, is a very reliable source, uh, the first Atari game with voice synthesis. Quadrun. 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 That's hard to say. Quad run. Take three. Quad run. Take four. Quad run. You know what? Screw it. You know the word quad run. Just imagine in your head someone repeating it over and over again. Evidently the only other one with voice synthesis was Open Sesame by BitTorp. Voice synthesis aside, I don't know what they were smoking when they came up with this game. Because it's weird. Uh, the manual tells us this is an Atari original with exclamation point. Save the runts. Long ago, the peaceful land of Quad... Hey, they're stealing my bit. They're making up a story. Forty years before I came up with the idea. Long ago, the peaceful land of Quad was invaded by cruel captors who rounded up all the helpless inhabitants and imprisoned them in cages. The captors called their prisoners Runts. And then... Remember the candy? Runts? Is that still a thing? Anyway. And the name has stuck. Now you've come to Quad to rescue the Runts and destroy their captors with your special weapon. Phaser balls. After inserting the Quad Run cartridge, as explained in your Atari 2600 Video Computer System Owner's Guide, you may want to refer to that, because you don't want to screw that up. going to plug in the left controller uh, joystick, the controller into the left controller joystick jack, whatever. You know what, I can't talk today. Maybe I should just go take a nap. I can't stand it. Okay, I'm back, and I'm all refreshed. Press the red fire button to begin the game. During a game, press the red fire button to shoot phaser balls. Press game reset during a game to start your game over. Your weapon, phaser balls. I don't know why I say it like that. I just do. Shoot the captors with a phaser ball, then run to the opposite sector and catch the phaser ball so that you can reuse it. This is the first time I can think of, there are a lot of games where you have to um, uh, shoot a little ball with, uh, with your paddle or whatever. That's what I'm thinking of, paddle games. And it ricochets and you have to, you know, catch it, basically, and hit it again. I can't think of any games other than this where you shoot a laser or a phaser and then have to run and catch your shot. Be quick and accurate, you have only three phaser balls with which to destroy the captors. That's the nasty part of this game. If you don't catch your your balls, hold on to your balls, guys, that's what I'm telling you, and you, you miss them three times, you're out. The game's over. The game ends when you lose all three phaser balls, and they mean it. And the really sucky part is, on screen, the phaser balls are tiny, like minuscule pinhead size. So if you don't have a really good picture, you can't see it. Running around the quad, the quad consists of four sectors with a runt cage in the center. You can run to any sector on the screen, but to switch from a vertical sector to a horizontal sector, or vice versa, you must touch one of the side walls. The bad guys, the captors. There are five captors per Wave. Each wave begins with a quad run voice, and each wave features a different type of captor. Captors patrol the quad vertically. You can shoot at captors only while you're in the vertical sectors. If a captor crashes into you, you lose a phaser ball. And that's nasty too, because you know, if you're in a horizontal sector and you touch the wall and move to the vertical center, you, you, move, you start at the top of the screen, and that's where the uh, captors come out. You might land there and instantly be hit by a captor, and you've lost your guy. The good guys are the runts. Runs escape from the center cage and race madly left or right toward their doom, an electrified toaster grid. All right. Catch each runt before it runs into the grid or it will fry. I always hate it when they talk about if you touch something electric, you're going to fry. That's not what frying is. You're going to burn, perhaps. But frying implies some sort of oil or something like that. Or an air fryer, I guess. That's a whole different process of burning you. Um, I don't know. just bugs me. You can catch runts only while you're in the horizontal sectors. Don't let the critters counter critter counter disappear. The white line located at the top of the screen is the critter counter. Every time you fail to destroy a captor or fail to catch a runt, the critter counter decreases in length. When it disappears, the game ends. After you complete five waves, you begin the crazed wave. Spoiler, I have not even gotten good enough to get through five waves yet today. At the start of the crazed wave, the critter counter returns to its full length and you receive bonus points for all remaining phaser balls. During the crazed wave, you face constant attacks from a random assortment of five types of captors. A quadruplet of tips from the manual. When a Brat captor attacks, run to the opposite side of the screen and lead it on in order to destroy it. When a yo yo rushes out, I don't know what a yo yo is, but when a yo yo rushes out, go to the spot where it first appeared and wait for it to return, like a yo yo. It always comes back to where it started, then hit it with your phaser ball. If you're not in a horizontal sector, when a runt escapes from its cage, hit the closest wall in order to move quickly into the horizontal channel and reach and catch the runt. If you have only one phaser ball left and a captor is about to crash into you, fire the phaser ball, then go catch it, so that you won't automatically lose it. That doesn't seem like really a tip so much as just one of the rules of the game, but I guess it's true either way. Scoring. Point values range from 10 points for a goon, 50 for a snag, all the way up to 1,000 points for a brat or a completed wave. There are also bonuses, crazed wave bonuses, uh, ranging from 1,000 for destroying every fifth captor, up to 10,000 for having three phaser balls at the beginning of a crazed wave. And that, such as it is, is how you play Quad Run from Atari.
1: 1983. I'm not rich or famous. I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast. All about life lessons, growing up, and every episode, a segment about music. Music that I love, artists that I admire, and sometimes even my own music. You can find Autobiography of a Schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers. Or you can go to schnookpodcast.com. That's S-C-H-N-O-O-K podcast.com. And I firmly believe the good goes around, and I sincerely hope that autobiography of a schnook proves to be some good that goes around your
0: way. Supposedly, according to Wikipedia, who refer to programmer Steve Wolta, Wojta, the game Quadrun was, was playtested by a group of young girls who kept saying, It's not like Miss Padman. Based on this, Atari decided to only produce 10,000 carts, assuming it would be a flop. GiantBomb.com says Quad run is one of only two non-homebrew Atari 2600 games to feature voice synthesis, Open Sesame being the other one, and Quad Run, quad, man, quad run was the first. Programmers managed to compress the voice to a mere 700 bytes, and since the voice synthesis used, uses all the Atari 2600 available memory, the screen is blank while the voice is heard. The voice gets faster and higher pitch as, as the waves progress. Due to huge memory limitations, this was the greatest effect the programmers could pull on the voice. Besides the voice synthesis, Quad Run is notable for its use of recklessly piercing sound effects. Even for the game's time and the 2600's limited sound capabilities, the sound effects are jarring and unpleasant. The game is widely recognized for low availability and high price tag, widely sought by collectors. It was never available for purchase at retail stores, just for the Atari Fan Club mail order deal. It was part of PS2 Xbox Atari Anthology on PC in the Atari 80 Classic Games in one and in the standalone console Atari Flashback 2. Woodgrain Wonderland asked you to imagine the game like this. Imagine playing Catch. Imagine playing Catch by yourself, except without a wall. If you can imagine that, you've already played Quad Run, the video game equivalent of doing just that. This is another one of those games I thought I enjoyed mainly because of the satisfaction I got from learning its insane gameplay mechanics. The sad fact, however, is that once you master Quad Run's non-intuitive controls, there's really not much left other than the virtual game of Solo Catch I described above. And as you can imagine, it's really not a lot of fun. The things the reviewer likes about the game are mostly superficial voice synthesis, adds a nice old school arcade feel, and the game is original. I honestly have never heard, never seen anything else quite like it. But ultimately, it's only worth maybe an hour of your time, and certainly not the substantial amount you'd pay for it unless you're seeking it out solely as a collector's item. Grade C Minus. VideoGameCritic.com also gives the game a C-, and calls the game maybe the least intuitive video game ever conceived. The quad Run is playable once you get the hang of it, but the controls never feel comfortable or natural, like patting your head while rubbing your stomach. Quad Run is challenging, but not necessarily a, in a fun way. All right, well, with those ringing endorsements, after the break, Quad means four, so I guess we're going to have four times the fun? <laughs> We're back in our college days on the campus, running across the quad. Ah, oh, I remember the days of higher education. And... Okay, Game Master probably doesn't have anything to do with a quad on a college campus. But, you know, you can imagine whatever you want. We're playing Quad... Quad... Not QuadCon. That's a whole different thing. Quad Run from Atari. This is a weird one. And listen very close when I turn on the game for a special little surprise you don't usually get in an Atari game. Here we go. Quad run, quad run, quad run. I don't know if the camera picked that up or not, or the audio on the, uh, yeah. on the, uh, Audacity. It probably did. Uh, but we heard the dude say Quad Run. So, we've got a, uh, grid here. See, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking. I lost already. Uh, before I start the game again, we got the four, uh, sections you can come out of. Vertically, is when you can shoot the bad guys. Horizontally, is when you can save the, uh, prisoners. Quantum. 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 Thank you. In case we were confused what we were playing. This is the goons level, I guess. Now I gotta run down there and pick up the ball, which is really hard to see. Now I gotta try and catch the... Dang it. There we go. Caught him. Go back to vertical, shoot the guy, run down here, pick up the really tiny ball that's hard to see. Alright, I got the goon or the runt. I guess we're rescuing the runs, right? So. Oh man, we lost already again. Uh I've only played this game for like 20 minutes today. First time I've ever seen this game. And it shows. We'll try this one more time. It's very colorful almost hurts the eyes colorful ah missed it suck and I've lost again already um well the game goes on like that basically alright we'll try one more Pick the ball. should always pick up your balls. It's a good rule in life. Shoot. He got away. Oh, man. Well, you get the idea. The idea being that I suck at this game. Back to you in the studio.
1: Hey everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XeGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that, and for free, just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's x-e-g-s, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail, because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in.
0: Hey, let's take a break from you listening to me talk so that you can listen to me talk. Hell's cereal, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables, is the new short story collection from, well, me. Every box, or book, is chock full of bite-sized stories in every genre, from sci-fi to fantasy to literary fiction to cheesy spy stories, and everything in between. Zombies in love, twisted car races, and the aforementioned devilish breakfast food are just some of the tasty bites you'll find. Toy surprises? You bet. How about social commentary and the meaning of life? Pizza Dakota Ring any day. With both funny stuff and drama, Hell Cereal gives you the marshmallows and the toasted oat flakes. Oh, in words, lots of those too. Pick up Hell Cereal, very short stories fortified with essential syllables wherever you'd like to get your books. Not cereal. Here's the thing about Quad Run. I also found the game jarring and somewhat unpleasant. I do sort of appreciate the novelty of firing your phaser balls and having to go catch it. But the way it's set up here is it's just more, it, it's unfair. It's not challenging, it's just not fair, which sounds whiny, I know. But when you actually look at the game and play it, you realize the game isn't challenging you, it's handicapping you. So, and i that sucks the fun out of it. The colors are garish, the sound is off-putting, the voice synthesis, obviously, is a novelty, and it's kind of fun, but that's not enough to sustain the game. I don't actively hate it, like I do a lot of games. Not a lot of games, as I do some games, but I'm probably just as happy to put this one away. Uh, I'm really sorry, I spent $10,000 on it now. Just kidding. There's only eight. But, you know, live and learn, I guess.
1: It's story time on the Tari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time
0: with Bill. This week's story is titled Cage Free. Heavy footfalls as the boots echo down the stone steps. Weary bones creak as he stands and listens. They're coming. He's heard the shouts, the gunfire, the cheers. Liberation is at hand. He stands there, arthritic knees protesting. Age and inactivity have taken their toll. He begins to gather his meager possessions. A couple books, of which he only ever read one, saving the other so he'd have something to look forward to. a comb, for movie nights, and a single yellowed photo of his brother. Not the one he liked. The other one. Both were probably dead now. They're here, he calls to the occupant of the next cell. "'The faintest tremble in his voice is disappointing. "'The hell you say?' his neighbor responds. "'She's gotten used to his long distant leg-pulling over the years. "'She learned to put up with it, "'a fair trade given his gift for verbal erotic pleasuring on long nights. "'Any minute now, my lady, freedom is at hand,' he says. "'It would seem our captor's constant state of anxiety "'over being toppled from power was not unfounded. "'I'll believe it when I see it,' she says. "'That's exactly what you said when I described my nether bits.' says and it would seem now's your chance the door to the cell area bangs open he sees the barrel of a gun first followed by a black helmeted soldier the soldier runs the length of the corridor which doesn't take long it's only the two cells the soldier lifts his visor and nods to the woman ma'am you're free about damn time she says smiling told you he calls from his cell can you blame me for not believing you she asks You also told me you were a beloved governor of a thriving pastrami-based province. Hey, that was mostly true, too, he says. Sometimes corned beef. I hate to break this up, the soldier says, listening to the explosions outside, but we need to move this along. Keep your heads down and follow me. That's all I needed to hear, she says, and picks up a single flower pot with dirt, but no flour, and a letter she started to write to her daughter before the overlords took her pen away. She steps slowly out of the cell. The earth seems to tremble at at this seismic change in her location. A quick look around at the old homestead. Then eagerly she scampers, how long it had been since she did that, over to her fellow prisoner's cell. They regard each other for a moment. The old man with creased features and piercing eyes and the middle-aged woman with the limp and the slightest tremor in her right hand. They were both so much younger the first and only time they laid eyes on each other. "'Impulsively, she steps forward to hug him. "'Impulsively, he steps back to dodge. "'Both still smiling. "'There's no slight intended. "'They are both intimately familiar with each other at this "'and yet also total strangers. "'Pooing and more, with only a wall between you and a neighbor for years, "'will do that. "'The soldier's head is cocked, listening to the sounds of war outside. "'His voice is more urgent now. "'Seriously, we need to go. Now. "'Lead on,' she says and heads for the door. The soldier gestures to the man. And you, he says. Not unkind, but urgent. The old man smiles. I've been here a long time. Well, that's over now, isn't it? The soldier says, stepping back and craning his neck to try and see out the small window high on the back wall of the cell. He takes a couple steps toward the door. The old man sits down again. The thing about being in a one place for a long time is you get comfortable. He pats the threadbare blanket. Or something approaching comfort. His right foot shoes away spider. Home is waiting out there, the soldier says. The old man considers this. It was, maybe. Not anymore. Home blew up along with everything else. He regards the soldier in his uniform. You should know that as well as anyone. Sir, please, the soldier says, taking a few steps toward the door as if to encourage the old man to follow. The old man does not follow. Another explosion outside. The old man stiffens. The soldier has lost his patience. Listen, we're leaving. Are you coming or not? The old man seems to sink back into his bunk. Fine, the soldier says and bustles the woman out. As the tide turns outside and the world moves on to wherever it's going, the old man sits on his dusty ancient bunk. Whatever is coming will come and go and be replaced by something else. And all without him. And that's fine. The old man picks up the book he'd been saving, Removes the useless dust jacket, opens to page one, and begins to read. Hi, this is 8 Bit
1: Rocket Jeff Fulton from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari podcast. And you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes podcast. When you are done here, come visit us in the Vertical Blank.
0: Now, back to Bill. And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. Leave a 5-star times 4, so I guess like a 20-star review over there at Apple Podcasts, and quadruple the love for this show. Then, email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at Bytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, go check us out on Instagram, where it's, frankly, usually pretty quiet. But once in a while, I put stuff up there. And you can call us, too, if you don't like uh, typing. I get it. It's not much fun. Okay, actually, typing's kind of fun, but I'm a little weird that way. But if you'd rather use your voice to communicate with the show, that's awesome. Call 563-265-1978, and I will not answer the phone but you are free to leave a voicemail with a comment about really pretty much anything you want, and I will probably happily play it on the show. 563-265-1978. Check out the website, too, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com. What are you going to find there? You're going fi- to find information, social media, episode links, stuff about this show, Atari Bytes, and my other podcast, the monthly deep dive into all things related to the iconic Peanuts comic strip called It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. We've had some great interviews on the show lately. Uh, You should go check it out. This is a good time to hop on the uh, Peanuts train. Uh, The website also has information and links to books that I've written, including Hell's Serial, very short stories fortified with essential syllables. Um, Information about that. It's got information about other stuff that I've worked on. uh, A cornucopia of stuff about me. So go check that out. You should also consider helping to support the show Keep the lights on here in the podcast studio by contributing financially. Um, podcasts are not free to produce. Uh, I'm happy to do it, but there are costs involved. If you can help out, that is greatly appreciated. Um, depending on what level you subscribe at, you can also get stuff. Uh, bonus episodes. You get video of the field reports that we do every week here on the, epi- uh, on the podcast. I throw other, other stuff up there every once in a while uh, as I think of things. Uh, Just all sorts of stuff. Also, you get to hang out with these cool people who I am greatly indebted to. Michael Tyler, Jose Gazeta, Sean Courtney, M. West, Jim Doble, Patrick McCarthy, and Jeremy L. Uh, Thank you in advance for helping out the show. Breaking news, we have a new Patreon supporter, Jason Schiffman. Yes, that Jason Schiffman from earlier in the episode, who was disappointed at what he perceived as my Trump bashing, is now a member of the Patreon. So welcome, Jason. Thank you for your support. Here's what he said. Despite your lack of appreciation for the Orange Man, I'm joining the team. I enjoy your show that much. I, I'm honored, Jason, and thrilled. I suggest to him that perhaps the way to heal the American political divide is for more people to join the Atari Bites Patreon since uh, he and I clearly are not of the same political persuasion, and yet he uh, enjoys the show, and I enjoy the show, and we're both happy to be here. Uh, He responded to my suggestion, that would be interesting if everyone joined your podcast. With Hyperkin 77, I don't actually know what that is, and emulation, it might be somewhat possible. I think we can do it. This is America, at least where the show is originating from. I think we can make the whole world join the Patreon and or download episodes of this podcast. Make it happen, America. In the world. I believe in you. Thanks again, everybody. Back to your regularly scheduled closing of this episode. Uh all right. The clock is ticking down. The sun is shining and calling me out to uh I don't know. Sit naked in the backyard, read a book, maybe. Okay, probably not. I don't like to read. Just kidding. So all that's left is to tell you what's happening next time on Atari Bytes. We're gonna play a game called Cubert's Cubes. We've done Cubert on the show episodes and episodes and episodes ago, um, but I've never played, never seen, frankly, Cubert's Cubes. So I am curious to check it out, and I'm gonna do that. Also, apparently, I like the letter Q. So, we're doing a double feature, if you will, of the letter Q. I feel like Sesame Street all of a sudden. So, yeah, Cubert's Cubes next week, and that'll be fun. So, until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.